Hi, everybody, and welcome to mini-episode number seven of Attendance Bias. I am your host, Brian Weinstein. Mini-episodes of Attendance Bias feature a breakdown of a single song or a single jam from a show that I've attended. I'll give you a little bit of background about what makes that song or that jam so special to me, and then we get right into it. Many episodes are posted on a bi-weekly basis in between the full episodes of Attendance Bias where a guest and I will go back and forth and talk about a full fish show. Today's mini episode features Down With Disease from February 21st, 2003 at the U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. During the last few weeks of recording Attendance Bias, two guests picked shows from 2003, So I've had to dig a little deeper into the 2.0 era than I'm used to. When I listen to Fish, I almost never pick a show from 2.0. But since I needed to prepare for these recordings, it got me to revisit my own notions of that section of Fish history. Normally, I've got some pretty sour memories of 2.0, and I think that's because most of these memories were formed during the end of summer tour 2004. So when I think back, that's mostly what comes to mind. But when I took some time to revisit the whole of 2.0, my entire experience during that time period, there were some really wonderful memories and musical highlights that came right to the forefront of my mind. One of them was the first great jam that I enjoyed at my first show back from the hiatus, And that was today's pick, Down With Disease, from February 21st, 2003, in Cincinnati. When Fish announced their hiatus after their show in the fall of 2000, that was October 7th, 2000, at the Shoreline Amphitheater, I was pretty pissed off. I was really upset because I had just arrived to college in the fall of 2000, And I was ready to be as irresponsible as I possibly could be to see all the fish shows I could manage. I was finally free of being at home. I could make my own decisions. And even though I was a fairly good student, I was generally responsible. But all of the great fish stories that I heard and read, especially in the Farmer's Almanac, all these great stories almost all took place when people were in college. I remember reading about and hearing about uh, people who just blew off classes. They crammed into a car with a bunch of their friends, some of whom they didn't know at all, and they didn't have a plan, and they hurried off to some faraway destination they never heard of to see fish. And I was really psyched for that. I wanted those kinds of adventures, and college, to my understanding at the time, that was the place and the time to do it. And I was psyched for the one show that I saw in 2000, that was September 14th at Darien Lake. And that's become kind of a pretty popular show because it was part of the first live fish release. But after that, I realized I'm going to have to sit out for about three years, my junior year of college, to continue my fish adventures. Of course, the band eventually announced their return from the hiatus with that now legendary New Year's Eve show at Madison Square Garden and a couple of shows after that at Hampton. And I was ecstatic when they announced it for obvious reasons. And along with thousands of other fans, I submitted my online ticket request to get tickets for that New Year's Eve show. And thinking about it now, just to stick on this for a second, online ticket requests? 
that was really new. That was fancy. And like thousands of other fans, my request was rejected. It was my first, we regret to inform you, email. The start of an era. And I was bummed about not getting tickets, but I didn't take it too seriously because there was a full February tour that was scheduled right after that New Year's Eve show. And looking over the tour itinerary, my college roommate and I circled the two shows in Cincinnati. Looking back, in retrospect, knowing what I know now, I really should have chosen to go to that show at the Nassau Coliseum on February 28th. All things considered, it would have been a more practical choice, because I was from Long Island, I had done that drive and those flights back and forth all the time, and I knew a million people who would have been going to that show, so finding a ticket wouldn't be that difficult. But I was antsy, and the Cincinnati shows were almost a full week sooner. We put in for our tickets in Cincinnati, and we were all set to go, except I did not get a ticket for night two. And thinking back to 2003 is a sign of the times. Not only was it the first full tour with an online ticket request, but the way I got a ticket for night two, I think I bought it on eBay. If it was on eBay, or even if it wasn't, this was the first online purchase I ever made in my entire life. Of course, it was for a fish ticket. And looking back again, the world had really come a long way in the six years since I started seeing fish in 1997. In 1997, I had to fill out handwritten order forms, making sure every detail was completed correctly, sending them with a money order from the post office, and now I'm purchasing a ticket from a complete stranger using my computer. Thinking about it, it's probably making me sound super old to a lot of you who didn't get into fish until maybe 2008 or 2009 forward, but that's just part of the memory. That's what makes this jam and this show so special to me. It was the beginning of a new era. Once we had the tickets, this was what I'd been looking forward to, driving a really long distance with a friend to a new city for fish. It really felt like an adventure. And we packed our bags, our tickets came in the mail, we were off, and it was a very long drive. Seven hours is seven hours, no matter how used to it or how excited you are. And we were excited. Our excitement never let up. We found our way to our hotel, which was not even in Ohio, it was across the river in Kentucky, about 15 minutes from the venue. I remember that it was really cold and rainy the whole weekend. And since then, whenever I talk to someone these days about these two shows in Cincinnati, there are three things that invariably come up in the conversation. First, it's always the bathtub gin from night two. And if you haven't heard this bathtub gin from February 22nd, 2003, do yourself a favor, pause this podcast, go on Live Fish or go to fish.in and check out the bathtub gin from set two. Unbelievable stuff. But anyway, that's the first thing that everyone always brings up with these Cincinnati shows. Second, it's always part of the story that someone pulled the fire alarm in the middle of the night at the hotel next to the venue. We weren't staying there, but apparently everyone else who went to the show did. And finally, the third thing that everyone brings up always, always, always the cold rain and sleet and snow all weekend. So as a result of this really poor weather, we didn't spend too much time in the lot, and 
you know, we're from Buffalo, so we were leaving freezing cold weather, and it wasn't as much fun to be outside during it, even in a new city, to see fish. So we barely took one lap around Shakedown, and we headed right into the venue. We had seats on the second level of the arena, Mike's side, and there was an extremely energetic opening duo of Wilson and Frankenstein, and then the third song of set number one of the first show, they kicked into my first jam of 2.0, Down With Disease. This Down With Disease has a standard opening, but to me at the time and now listening back, the crowd sing-along was louder than usual. I'd heard Down With Disease before, especially at my first show was very notable, but this seemed even more intense than usual. It said to me, fish is back. The first part of the jam is what we're used to for Down With Disease. It's a little bit of Trey noodling while the rest of the band keeps it steady underneath. And then all of a sudden, at about five minutes, Paige just breaks out from underneath the surface, and he and Trey trade off the lead like a basketball being passed back and forth. couple of minutes later, they both kind of drop out and Mike is now guiding the music. The rest of the band is, of course, still there, but each one of them is picking their spots and letting the bass step forward and make it happen. And at the 10 minute mark, Trey's put on a repeat loop kind of effect. I don't know exactly how to explain it. He uses the same sort of effect in heavy things to repeat that short staccato note over and over again. And now this jam is starting to sound a little more robotic or EDM, maybe. It's just the same note over and over in a rhythmic pattern. The repetitive nature of it brings it away from the melody that was just starting to develop. Soon enough, Paige latches on and it becomes almost extraterrestrial.
Eventually, the guitar part gets a little more drawn out, a little bit heavier and louder, before leaving the melody completely. I couldn't have known it then, but now I realize this was kind of my first taste of the jamming style of 2.0, and it would get more pronounced and more obvious as they headed toward the end of this year and throughout 2004. It would get more dissonant and abstract, but this was just kind of dipping their toe into the water to make these sorts of jams and this jamming style happen. And by the end, they quickly found their way back to Down With Disease, to the coda, and they closed the song with authority. The rest of the show is great, and even though this version of Down With Disease probably wouldn't make anybody's top 10 for Jam of the Year, Jam of this tour, pretty much any list I would guess, but it was impressive and it was meaningful to me because not only was it 18 minutes long in the first set, but it was an old favorite. It was one of my favorite songs. It was comforting, and it kind of brought me back into the fold of my favorite place to be, a fish concert. On top of that, the short portion toward the end, the part where it begins to sound a little bit electronic before completely going off the reservation into that dip of chaos, it was a sneak peek into the future because by the time we were into the summer of 2004, 20 or 30 minute jams would be the order of the day and we would be lucky if they ever found their way back to close a song. It seems like every big jam in 2004 on the set list annotated on fish.net would have the notes unfinished. And so the fact that they went about 15 minutes out on this jam of Down With Disease and still came back to finish the song, I don't know, it kind of seems more balanced to me than a lot of 2.0 jams that I remember. So all told, this was kind of a seminal jam for me in 2.0, and listening to this show really brought me back. Next week on Attendance Bias, my guest is Steve Lacey, anchor of the Fox 5 News at 5 and 10 in New York City. I grew up watching the Fox 5 News at 10, and when I found out that the lead anchor was a fan, I felt my two worlds collide. I had to have him on the show. 
Steve was generous enough to take time out of his vacation at home in Massachusetts to discuss Fish's show at Great Woods on July 12, 1999. It seems that there's something in the water today that makes fans want to talk about the summer 1999 tour, and Steve has great memories to share about his growing up as a heavy metal fan, Fish's bedrock connection to New England, and the dangers of skipping over Makasupa policemen when listening back to a show. If you enjoy Attendance Bias, please support the show by leaving a review and a rating on your favorite podcast app of choice, or just tell one person about the show, text them, talk to them, or whatever, spread the word. Thanks again, I am Brian Weinstein, and I hope to see you next time on Attendance Bias. Attendance Bias